You're listening to the Fandom Optimists, the show where we talk about the latest and greatest of our favorite fandoms with a decidedly optimistic view. And now, here's your host. Hi, everyone, and thank you, Radio Voice, who's definitely not just me. I am Jordan, and I am a Fandom Optimist because I love content, and I love when it brings us together. This week, I am joined by my good friend, Sim. Sim, welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure to be here, Jordan. Thank you so much. Uh, so we've got, a, we've got, oh yeah, special shout out, by the way, to Andrew over at True Believers, a comic book podcast for convincing me to do my obnoxious radio guy voice on this show. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Andrew. And also go check out, uh, True Believers. Andrew and Chris over there are incredibly informative and, and really interesting to listen to. So go check them out with that. We've got a lot to discuss, I think. Because, yes, we do. <laughs> because a new Spider-Man trailer came out this week. And oh my god, we got... I, I don't know how much more info we really got, but we got some clarifications of some things. I think we got a little bit. It's teasing just enough to make us want <laughs> more. I know, and I'm so happy. I think you mentioned... That you have a PowerPoint written up. So the story behind <laughs> this was when the trailer dropped, me and one of my really, really good friends were texting. And uh, we were planning on seeing each other the next day anyways. And so um, he was joking like, oh, like, I better see a PowerPoint of all your theories. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I spent like my whole lunch hour, not even my whole lunch hour, it literally took I like was screenshotting parts of the trailer, doing a little bit of Google research to get some more images. And I came up with this like pretty, I would say halfway decent PowerPoint for someone who hadn't had coffee yet. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So what kind of stuff do you have on this, on this PowerPoint? So um, honestly, the first, uh, the first thing that came to mind is we still haven't gone co- gotten confirmation of who the whole Sinister Six is. Like, yes. we definitely see Green Goblin. We see Doc Ock. Like, clearly Doc Ock is the main villain since he's the one that interacts with the Tom Holland Spider-Man the most. Right. And then in those few cutscenes, we see a brand new badass Electro, which I am so excited for. I'm so happy that they showed his like comic accurate mask for a split second. Yes. That I really love this redesign. If it's something that Marvel does good, it's costume design. Yeah. And then we have Sandman, which I mean, going back to some of like the other things that are in the trailer, I'm very, very surprised with the Sandman appearance, but we'll get to that in a minute. And then we have Lizard, but we that's only five. We don't have the sixth one. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the obligatory spoilers ahead. If you have not seen the trailer, please do not listen to any point past this because I will absolutely ruin it for you and I will have no regrets of it. And also, we may or may not mention like leaks and stuff. If you are, if you don't want to know, like no plot leaks, we don't know anything. <laughs> but, um, but there were some pictures that went around. I might mention those later. Um, if you haven't seen those pictures, just when, when I start mentioning pictures, watch out because I might mention those in this episode. All right. Now that everyone who is totally ready to be spoiled, I think that the last of the Sinister Six is going to be Venom, but with a twist, I think that Venom is originally going to be part of the Sinister Stick, and I'm talking six, and I'm talking about the Tom Hardy Venom. Right. But I think that he's going to have a change of heart and join the Spider-Mans. So it's going to be a five v five. We have the Sinister Five, and then we have wow. the three Spider-Mans: Doctor Strange and Venom. That's a lineup that I had not considered. That's and like, that's really cool. I think that's like my, I I don't have a preferred option. I just, that's what makes sense to me because I don't know who the sixth villain could be that has already been introduced in the Spider-Man universe because then they would have to introduce a completely new character. And I don't think that we'd be ready for that because we'd be so focused on everything else going on. Yeah, like it could be, I remember that some people thought it could be Rhino getting brought through from Amazing Spider-Man 2, which maybe, um, and I thought for the longest time, it's got to be Vulture, right? But 
I don't know. But Vulture's dealing with Morbius right now, right? That's what we saw at the end of the first Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. At the end of Spider- I mean, he's just in prison as far as we know at this point in time. Like, regardless of what we've seen in trailers and stuff. He's just hanging out in prison uh, on MCU's Earth for now. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, maybe maybe he won't be showing up. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if it's Vulture because Mugton is just a phenomenal actor. And I think his role in Homecoming was one of the biggest plot twists in like cinema history. So I wouldn't be mad if he joined. I would actually like... Him and Venom, I think, are my two. I can I don't want to say the word preferred, but I think those would be the two kind of ways that I'm more excited about. Yeah, and you know, spoiler for Venom too. If you've not seen that, though, I I kind of assume if you've not seen it yet, you probably don't care about it. So, just you know, mute for twenty seconds if you care and haven't seen Venom two. But the post credit scene of Venom 2 does show Venom showing up in our universe and seeing that news broadcast. And, uh, and I think, like, like we said back in our review of Venom 2, all he knows about Spider-Man is that he's a terrorist who nearly destroyed London and murdered a superhero, is how the J. Jonah Jameson you know, Daily Bugle broadcast is making it sound. Um, That's a really good segue to like shout out for me coming on the previous podcast and you haven't if you haven't heard us talk about Venom 2 and then jump around to a bunch of different things you definitely <laughs> should. Yeah, we had a long and and uh winding discussion about that uh a month or two ago. Uh, yeah, it and and I cannot wait. I I really hope that he's in this because of that because he eats bad guys. That's his thing. And the news is certainly making Spider-Man out to sound like a pretty bad guy. I think it'd be very interesting if Venom shows up. I, I think it would be. Going back to the whole, like, eating bad, like, when you said eating bad guys, that reminded me of, like, this one of the second theories that I had about this trailer. We see Doctor Strange hold this box, mm. and... I know you would definitely understand where I'm coming from with this, but why did I feel like it was extremely paralleled to the orb used in What If by The Watcher? Oh, interesting. I don't exactly know where I was going with that, but that was my immediate thought because when I saw Doctor Strange hold that box that I guess is supposedly going to be used to save their, their universe... I felt this very strange parallel to the Doctor Strange and Watcher capturing the end of what if all of the like Killmonger and um, the other guy in that little orb to keep him frozen in time. I don't know why I felt that parallel. You, so you're thinking like pocket dimension in a box. I'm I'm not going to like hold my breath for <laughs> it, but it's just a theory. Like That would be pretty cool. I don't if know. They like, if they wind up doing that. Yeah, if there was another sort of device to get all of these villains transported back into their own universes, I could think of a few other ways that it would be easier to portray. Why choose a box? Yeah, and what does the box do? And why does Peter think he needs to take it away from Doctor Strange? So, I don't know. That's what That was my initial thought. I haven't, like, done more research into it, but... I mean, because I don't want to spoil myself with that. Right. But it's just, it's it's a theory. Yeah, you never want to accidentally stumble across a really plausible plot leak that turns out to be true. Like an actual explanation of everything that happens in the movie. I hate when that happens. Uh, cough, cough, Eternals, cough, cough. Oh, did you have a, a, like a whole explanation of the plot leaked to you before you saw a the movie? A part of it. I, okay. I had so did you uh, this is also an Eternals spoiler if anyone has not seen Eternals please <laughs> yeah, so skip mute. a few seconds yeah mute for about 30 40 seconds if you uh, haven't seen Eternals and care about spoilers 
So um, the whole mid-credit scene with Harry Style being Eros, that whole scene got ruined for me because. Okay, yeah, that got ruined for everyone. Yeah, because no, 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 some but... moron writer from Variety tweeted yeah. it after seeing the early. Not premiere. just that, because I saw that for some reason, Twitter thought that I wanted to see the scene itself and oh my god, the scene on my timeline. <laughs> no, it no was... Twitter. So bad. That algorithm messed me up for days. And so immediately the first thing I did when I saw that spoiler was I took Zach's phone for reference. Anyone listening, Zach's my boyfriend. I mentioned him a lot. I took his phone, went on his Twitter, and I muted probably 50 words ranging from MCU to Harry (laughs) Styles and to Taylor Swift even. I needed to be like completely sure. See, and that's what sucked is is starting from the day that that uh, premiere happened. I, I had muted, like, Eternals, uh, you know, I muted Eternals names. I muted, I, like, Marvel mid-credit scene, credit scene. I muted <laughs> Chloe Zhao, I muted all kinds of stuff. I never thought to mute the name of a singer, so they got me anyway. <laughs> Uh, it was crazy oh my gosh and like me and Zach just saw Eternals on Friday night actually oh and so when we were in the theater like during that scene he audibly said what the f and like it was so funny and so when he (laughs) went on Twitter and I showed him how to unmute everything he like went through the list he's like you were very very thorough with this and I am very impressed and I feel kind of bad because I muted everything to do with Marvel so he didn't even know that a new Spider-Man trailer leaked and I'm like oh crap that's my fault sorry let's watch it we were together though we were together though so we were able to watch it but it was it was just so funny (laughs) anyways end of eternal spoilers oh man when so so i hear that spider-man is going to be coming out like two days before us over in the uk or australia can't remember which it comes out one day before us in one of them and two days before Mm -hmm. in the other can't remember which is which i'm so sad there's so many things i have to mute i'm just gonna delete the twitter (laughs) app i'm just gonna just don't don't even turn on don't even turn on your phone i don't even so I okay for everyone who needs to remember November 29th is when the tickets are releasing for the US screenings. I yes. think the site's going to crash like it did during Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I really hope that I can get opening weekend tickets. I I hope so too. I'm that be would be devastated if I can't actually. I will sneak uh, into a theater if I have to at this point. Because it will be if I can't get opening weekend tickets, it will be the first time in like 10 years with the exception of dr strange because i had a lot going on in my life when dr strange came out but it would otherwise be like the first time since iron man 2 that i wasn't able to see a movie opening weekend uh, a marvel movie Uh, i I pulled off seeing endgame opening weekend and it was very hard no, that oh, that was so difficult. I will like never forget watching Endgame for the first time in my life because mm-hmm. I really got screwed over with that deal, and I got the worst in the house. Oh. And I was just staring up at the screen, like literally looking up at the screen the entire time, and I couldn't <laughs> enjoy it. I was so, so mad, and so Zach sad. accidentally spoiled it for me because we were in the same movie no. theater two theaters apart like two um like screens apart and i left the movie for like a quick second to get some more popcorn because i was already pissed off and i accidentally opened my phone and i just saw zach like tweeting like not tweeting but messaging me a bunch of things that's happening he's like i'm assuming you're not going to open these until the end of the movie so and then i found out black widow died and i'm like that's awesome that's so sad it's okay though it it was so funny it was First, like moments in our relationship where I'm just it was like one of the key <laughs> moments in our relationship that kind of like made me realize that I loved him because at the end of the day I didn't care I'm like oh it's okay that's sweet that's really anyway it's really cute back to Spider-Man I'm melting my heart here <laughs> um yeah oh my god Spider-Man so wait we were we were on something I can't, I can't remember where this thread I started like, you know, I mean I was going with the whole box Doctor Strange watcher thing but right. that's just my theory yeah, what do you make of so it seems that Peter's trying to take that box away because Doctor Strange says they're all fated to die fighting Spider-Man. That's where I don't get the Sandman thing because uh, yeah. Sandman didn't die and in Lizard. Toby Maguire's. Yeah, and Lizard, they didn't die 
in their respective Spider-Man movies, they were mm. just like quote unquote defeated. So I don't think when he says they're fated to die, like he actually means it like that. I know he means like with Doc Ock and Goblin and Electro, I guess, but mm. not necessarily like fated to die. I think he more means that they're fated to lose. Yeah, and I keep seeing I keep seeing a bunch of people all over the internet who really need to rewatch some of those older Spider-Man movies. Because a bunch of people keep saying, um, oh, that's cool. They're going to make Tom Holland the first one who doesn't want to kill the villains. And it's like, Tommy Maguire, Maguire didn't kill any of them. Tom he didn't, sacrificed they, himself and yeah. Goblin killed himself by accident. Yeah, no, that's something I think that even with Electro, like Andrew Garfield of Spider-Man didn't like want to kill Electro. He just kind of like overpowered himself, right? Yeah. It's been such a long time since I've seen that movie because everyone was so focused on the Gwen Stacy part. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to rewatch it in like a week because Miranda hasn't seen it. And <gasps> I want to make sure that she has seen all of the Spider-Man movies just in case before we go see this new one this is my personal opinion i think that andrew garfield spider amazing spider-man 2 has one of the best soundtracks of like a non-marvel superhero movie ever like it's it's, it's very so good, good. And I the fact actually, that they were it's actually funny enough my least favorite spider-man soundtrack but i still love it no, it is so good. Like the Kendrick Lamar and Alicia Keys uh, like credit song, that it was my hype song for years. Oh, okay, I got you. The songs are really cool. Um, I love Hans Zimmer, but I, I wouldn't like I like the tr- the track, but I actually preferred the James Horner uh, score for the first Amazing Spider-Man. I thought it was very pretty. Um, I, this is so weird. I remember the second Andrew Garfield Spider-Man more than I remember the first. Interesting. It's so weird. I think it's because I see I saw the second one like multiple times in theaters when it released. That makes sense. But like I like I remember the first one, and I remember a lot of like the key moments in it. But I just I didn't even remember that like Lizard was a part of that movie until <laughs> like I saw like I was reading through the comments of like the trailers, and I'm like, oh, that's right, that's where he's from. Yeah, I remember him. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I really... Amazing Spider-Man 2 gets a bad rap. It's not great. It's not my favorite Spider-Man movie. They did what they could. It's not my least favorite Spider-Man movie. Really? Which is your least favorite? Probably Spider-Man 3, but also, I should preface that the same way I preface talking about my least favorite MCU movie which is my least favorite Spider-Man movie, is still a pretty good movie that I rewatch pretty often and really enjoy. Now I'm curious. What's your least favorite MCU movie? It's pro. I mean, I'm a basic bitch, but it's probably Thor The Dark World. It's a tie between that and Iron Man 3 that I'm just like, I don't know, I don't really feel this as much as I feel the other ones, but I still like both of those. I still think they're good movies. I'm ready to get so much hate for it. I think Thor Dark World was so underrated. That movie is so <laughs> fantastic. You know me. You know that the Thor trilogy is my favorite out of yes. all of those. <laughs> yes, of course. Like, aside from all four Avengers movies, which also Age of Ultron is completely underrated, I think Thor trilogy is, like, my second favorite, like, franchise within MCU. See, I have the same thing, but for Captain America, where anyone, there's a lot of people who don't like uh, the first Avenger, and I'm like, nope, one of my favorite movies of all time, Captain America is infallible, and I love these movies so much. (laughs) I'll admit that Dark World really dropped the ball with introducing the Infinity Stones, and I absolutely despise the whole Dark Elf plot. But it had some really iconic moments that, like, are just too perfect. Oh, it's it's got a lot of good moments, which is why I always, you know, it's the, the name of the show is The Fandom Optimists. I always preface these things with, when I talk about my least favorite movie, it's not saying a whole lot, because I still really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Whenever it's my least favorite. There's very few movies that I just don't enjoy. And it's not true for any Spider-Man movies. I love all of them. I have a least favorite, but it's just the least best, which is the best way for me to put it. What I really, really hope they don't do 
is bring the Tobey Maguire Eddie Brock Venom because Eddie Brock like and Venom oh, died in that universe. I really don't want them to do that. I would much rather prefer the Tom Hardy Venom. And I think they teased the Tom Hardy Venom in Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. And if they didn't, or if they like did that without any sort of like real purpose to it, I would be so mad. Even if it's just like a post-credit scene of seeing Venom. Like Venom doesn't even have to be in the movie. I can accept that. I just need Venom to be in the whole movie just for even two seconds, whether it's the and movie honestly, itself or that's scene. pretty likely. I I'm thinking there's a high chance that we finish the movie, and then as you know, Spider-Man's wherever he is at the end of the movie, whether that's the MCU or a new universe from which he has no way home, and uh, turns around, there's Venom. Uh, who who thinks he's a bad guy because of the news broadcast he watched. I think that's entirely possible. That's a possible ending. Speaking of where this movie might end off, that's another theory of mine. I think that the plot will be resolved in this movie, but we have a movie coming up literally called Multiverse of Madness. Yep. I don't think they're going to solve the multiverse problem anytime soon. So what do you think that uh, a lot of people have been saying that they think Spider-Man might be done in the MCU after this, that like this movie yeets Spider-Man off into a new universe. And any time we see him from now on, he's in this Sony verse where Morbius seems to be taking place. Cause it, it is very interesting. The Morbius trailer, I guess is worth mentioning here that it's super hard to tell what universe that takes place in which has kind of left me to assume that it's taking place in a new universe that happens to bear a lot of similarities to several others that we've seen. I have not seen the trailer yet, so I can't necessarily comment on that. But Ooh, Okay, do you mind say... if I tell you the things that make it weird about what oh, universe Oh, go for it's it, in? absolutely. Okay, so throughout the Morbius trailer, we see... Um, we see a Daily Bugle with the same logo from both the Raimi movies and Venom. And in that Daily Bugle, it references the Black Cat. So the Black Cat exists in that universe, but she hasn't existed in any of the other universes we've seen yet. Um, at some point in the Morbius trailer, a couple of cops say, "This is we haven't seen anything this bad since that incident in San Francisco, which is probably a reference to Venom. Um, so it's maybe the Venomverse. We see the Oscorp building. The tower looks different than in the Andrew Garfield movies, but the logo is identical to the Andrew Garfield movies. So it's it, uh, the Andrew Garfield universe. And then we see, a, we see a poster on a wall that seems to show the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, but with the word murderer painted over it. Okay, everyone thinks Spider-Man's a murderer. That's MCU, but it's the Tobey Maguire suit. Why would the MCU have a poster of the Tobey Maguire suit? Maybe it's not in the MCU, That's but then crazy. Vulture's in it. And it's like, wait, what universe is this in? And also they end it with, Morbius makes an explicit reference to Venom at the end of the, the thing. Someone asks who he is, and he goes, I am venom and he goes no i'm just kidding i'm dr michael morbius at your service and i'm like okay i have no idea what universe this is taking place in i <laughs> am extremely intrigued thank you so much for that like 30 second description <laughs> <laughs> so i have no idea so it's kind of led me to think that sony is making a new universe that's like yeah all the spider-man stuff little bits and pieces of it have bled into this new universe that's the sony verse and Maybe that's where Tom Holland winds up. Don't know. When, I don't know When anything. does Morbius release? January. Okay, okay. So now this leads into a different theory. Again, a Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness isn't going to release until, release until my birthday in May. Like, it's actually my birthday. that it It's releases, on your I birthday? Believe. It's May 5th, right? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's great. I, I freaking love Doctor Strange. I guess that's what I'm going to do for my birthday. But, like, I seriously, okay, now that kind of leans into my theory even a little more that the multiverse thing isn't resolved. What if, like, by sending, like, I guess sending everyone back and, like, resolving this plot 
what if they kind of mesh all of the universes together? Because do you remember in Loki at the moment where um, I guess we'll call him the conqueror when he kind of like realizes that he doesn't know what's going to happen next? Yeah. Oh my God. I love that's my what? favorite moment in that whole show. What if, so everyone was saying that was like the way that it worked. Everyone lined it up with when uh, Wanda became the Scarlet Witch. What if that actually lined up with Doctor Strange releasing the multiverse? Probably did. I think that's what it's more likely because the the strands of the multiverse in Loki are like a purplish. And then the lightning that we see in this new trailer, No Way Home, is purplish. So I think that there's some parallel there. I think that in there's gonna be some way that in like he kind of like meshes it all together into one rope again, but there are some discrepancies in there. It's kind of like when you have a very mild crisis on infinite earths. Exactly that's exactly what I was thinking of. (laughs) That's really cool. (laughs) Oh that that I think breaks that my happen. brain and I'm thrilled. I, I'm kind of hoping that's where we're going. But that's I, I don't care if it's not. I like anything I'll be happy with at this point. Marvel is very, very smart. I have said this on the show multiple times and I'll say it again. They have never failed to pleasantly surprise me. Yeah. Whatever they end up doing, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and there's a lot of naysayers about Marvel in general. But if I don't like this movie, it would be the first time. And I doubt it's going to be the first time because they've got a great track record. I think those naysayers are still caught up on the Infinity War saga. I think that like the Infinity Saga set a really great decade for Marvel. Mm -hmm. It really changed the way that we view superhero movies. But it is time to move on from the Infinity Saga. It's great. It's fantastic. But we have so much potential with the multiverse. Like... Okay, the Infinity Saga was just like a small, like, and I'm going to say this ironically, it was a small snapshot of what Marvel <laughs> was. Well played. Um. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Improv comes in handy. <laughs> but yes. I think the multiverse is the next step. And they have done such a good job with the Disney Plus shows, with all of the movies. And now they even got Sony on board with this, with Venom and Spider-Man. I think that they really are going to take it to the next level because we also have like unconfirmed stuff about X-Men and Wolverine and Fantastic Four. So I think that Sony and Marvel, well, Sony and Disney are really going to work together to make this happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm betting it turns out pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I, oh, what was I, what was I just thinking? Oh, I want to do a, a shot in the dark theory. Go for um, it. So uh, I'm going to remember this timestamp, like roughly 28, 29 minutes into the, uh, <laughs> into the podcast, just in case I need to reference back to it. So in the trailer, we see Doc Ock fighting Spider-Man. And my favorite is we've, we now have confirmation that his Peter Parker doesn't look like Tom Holland. That's mm-hmm. a really nice confirmation there. Uh, he sees Peter's face. He goes, you're not Peter Parker. That's pretty cool. Um, we see in that shot that pieces of the iron spider suit are missing. Mm-hmm. And we, we also see the shot where it's like, you know, it's like taking over his arms, not taking over, but fusing. It's with like him. kind of trans. Yeah. Infusing onto his octopus arms. Yeah. Now I've seen, I've seen theories that that's that he's taking it to empower himself, but, I'm wondering, and I'm probably wrong, but it's a fun theory to say, if the nanotech is, like, defeating the arms. Because in Spider-Man 2, the whole reason he's evil is the AI in the arms. Mm -hmm. Doc Otto Octavius is not evil. He's a good guy. The influence of it. Yeah, the arms make him evil. And a cool detail... In Spider-Man 2, and I'm pretty sure this holds up. I haven't checked every shot of the movie, but I think when you see him in control of the arms, there's a white light in the center. When mm-hmm. he's not in control of the arms, there's a red light in the center of, of each claw. Uh, when he shows up on the bridge, there's red lights in the centers of the arms. So the, the mm-hmm. arms seem to be in complete control of them. So I'm wondering if the Stark tech in the Iron Spider suit, like 
knows that there's an AI in there and like takes over the arms to make him stop being a dick. That's very interesting because in the scene where like Ned, MJ, and Tom Holland, I'm going to refer to him as Tom Holland because that's yeah. who he is right now. When they're talking to him, like he's very calm and serene and himself. Yeah, so that that's making me wonder if that if the Stark tech like calmed like, down the arms. it almost. That's an in, that's just a, a thought that I had watching this trailer. And that also confirms that again, this is like completely throwing it a stretch. I think everyone knows it at this point. It's just a matter of getting it confirmed in the movie. Mm. Toby Maguire is going to show up potentially. Yeah. It's we're all pretty sure that they're going to that they're both going to be in it, but we and... still have no official reason to know that as fact. Which is really oh, interesting. For sure. And the only thing that we have is a couple of sh- scenes that kind of allude to different the uh, the different movies. A couple of scenes that look like they're edited out. A couple of scenes without their faces, but potentially their bodies. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to fast forward a little into the trailer. We see the parallel of MJ falling off the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. And some an arm reaching out to her. That blue on that arm... That was Toby, uh, not Toby McGuire. That was Andrew Garfield's blue Spider-Man suit, and no really, one can tell I me otherwise. Thought, I thought that that was just the red and black of Tom Holland's, but I also wouldn't put it past Marvel to just edit the hand so that it looks like Tom Holland's hand when it's Andrew Garfield's hand. I, I don't think know. It was blue because the the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man suit at the end of Amazing Spider-Man Two was blue on the palm. And the reason I'm thinking that is because I think I everyone has. That. That's pretty cool. I think everyone's going in the same direction. It's his redemption arc. He yeah. Oh, I do. Gwen. Hope, I do hope no matter what's going on, that if Andrew Garfield is in this movie, Andrew Garfield gets his redemption arc and gets to save. Uh, I would save MJ from falling. Cry in Oh, it'll break happens. me. <laughs> it'll break me. But I genuinely think that. And then we also know the accidental Brazil one second leak where we see, mm-hmm. if you guys don't know this, it's there's a Brazilian trailer where there's like an extra split second in the scene where the Electro, the Sandman, and the Lizard are all kind of like lunging towards Spider-Man, but they're not exactly looking at Spider-Man. They're kind of like lunging in just the general direction. And then there's just like one split second where we see the lizard getting punched by some invisible source. So again, Marvel is very good at editing trailers to make them seem like what they aren't. We've seen that in Infinity War. We've seen Mm -hmm. that in Civil War. We've seen that in Endgame. So who knows? Maybe it's something else, but I really wouldn't be surprised. Maybe it's Ant-Man. Maybe it's Ant-Man. I actually would probably <laughs> like that a lot. I would love to see Ant-Man in there. Paul Rudd is just fantastic. He's a treasure. Uh, so I I just have to touch on this because it's been bothering me since the trailer came out that a lot of people are really upset about the joke making fun of Doc Ock's name. I don't get what it. What is even that supposed to mean? Like, it's, it's, I don't it's get the name. It. Yeah. get it it's it's funny firstly it's funny secondly it's a twofold callback because I, I i know a lot of people are like oh, well, mcu's resorting to making fun of his name spider-man 2 made fun of his name jameson cracks the same joke uh, and not just that there are these kids they are literally high schoolers they're gonna think yeah. anything is funny yeah and it is objectively funny and ridiculously on the nose that a man whose last name is Octavius has eight limbs. That's funny. That no, it's, is it's really weird. To be like that. <laughs> I don't know. People who are like acting like pissy about the trailer and just pissy about this whole new kind of era in general, I think that they're just salty mm. about where it's going and they just are very rigid in their ways with Infinity Saga. I, I do love that. Jo- I love that the joke is a twofold callback because it's it's mm-hmm. a callback firstly to Jameson going, guy named Otto Octavius winds up with eight limbs. What are the it's odds? It's a direct callback to that, yes. And, and it's also a callback to Peter thinking that funny names are definitely made up because he yeah, thought like Dr. Doctor Strange. Strange was not his real name. That yeah. is definitely his real name, Peter. Uh, he's a kid. <laughs> thought it was He's going to think it's funny. Yeah, so I don't, I don't 
bugs me that people are upset about that about that joke. Um, oh, what else? What else can we touch on? I was going to say one last thing I wanted to touch on because when we were talking about spoilers, we were mentioning pictures. Yes, I know that's exactly where probably, you're going with that. That's probably where we should go next. So, if you haven't. I, I think this is probably going to be the rest of our discussion on it. So if you haven't seen the pictures, and if you have, you know what we're talking about. So if you haven't seen them, uh, maybe this is the time to click away. Thank you for joining us. Follow us at Fandom Optimists. Do all the stuff. Tell a friend. Um, uh, also, we don't know these pictures are true. So you can take the risk if you want. But... We'll we'll go into the pictures now. This is probably where we're starting. The pictures. The pictures. Okay, so about two weeks ago, John Campia. Sorry to call you out, John Campia. It's just that's it's your name, and I know who you are. So I figured I'd mention that it's him. Uh, posted two pictures that look pretty real. That were from that, you know. Apparently, he thought were Photoshop. He claims he thought they were Photoshop, and I believe him on that. By the way, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, debate and controversy of people saying that John Campia is evil for posting these leaks. He is very anti-leak. He's always been very anti-leak. It would shock me if he just randomly pulled an asshole move and decided to post leaks on purpose. I believe that he thought they were photoshopped. Um, but apparently. He was then called by, allegedly, he was then called by someone who probably knows. And they told him, yeah, those pictures might be real. You should probably take them down. So he did. And he was apparently also called by Sony, who said, yeah, of course you thought they were Photoshop. You know, we know you would never post that if you thought it was real. The fact that Sony called him and he claims that Sony called him, which I don't doubt. He has a lot of connections with studios. Uh, makes me think these pictures might be real. I think they were confirmed to be real with the trailer. And so let's. Yeah, get the trailer into also lends trailer. a lot more credibility to them. So do you want to take it away? <laughs> so the first picture uh, seems to show Tom Holland. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in their suits, unmasked, standing on top of some scaffolding that closely matches both what we would later see in the trailer and what we saw in the uh, set leaks of uh, Andrew Garfield on a blue screen holding on to some scaffolding. And the, the, like, the lighting and everything pretty closely matches what we saw in the trailer. So... I got a feeling that picture's real. I feel like if he hadn't taken them down, everyone would have passed it off. But yeah, the fact it, that he it was them removing down. them made everyone think, whoa, 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 wait, why, why are you taking them down? What's going on? And I'm going to go back to my other, and this is just a theory about Marvel in general. Marvel knows exactly what it's doing. It has a close reign on everything. Mm-hmm. I am a firm believer that if something accidentally gets leaked, it's because Marvel wants it to get leaked. Or if they don't want it to get leaked, it's not a huge deal. Yeah. Because that just made us want to watch it more. And then when we saw the scaffolding in the in the trailer, everyone was all like, it was like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Everyone's just like pointing at it because everyone recognizes that it's from the leak and now everyone wants to see it even more. Yep. So same if with that, Eternals. If that I think that was a deliberate true, move. Yeah, that's you know that's interesting because I've been really hating that Variety writer. But, oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if it's not impossible that Marvel was in on that to drum up more anticipation, because I gotta believe more people bought tickets who wouldn't have before because they wanted to see Harry Styles in it. Oh, for sure, for sure. I gotta believe that sold a few extra tickets. And it also brought some nostalgia back from the Infinity Saga. We get a familiar name. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but also, like, I 
the Brazilian trailer, adding that one extra second of footage. I don't think that would have gone. This is fun. Unnoticed. We're delving into some conspiracy theory stuff here. I, and, it's like, and it's a really cool that. theory that makes me happy. Because they would use the same if they used the same exact trailer in Brazil, just that one extra added second. Why did they add that one extra? It's just it's too it's too much of a coincidence, and I, like everyone's been like you know eyeing that one extra second and overanalyzing it. It's like that scene from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like everyone's just overanalyzing this one second of yep. the lizard saw, getting punched. I saw someone edit that little that little brief moment of the lizard getting punched by seemingly nothing, and they edited it onto the TV screen from The Incredibles, where the teacher is like, "Look right there, he moved." Yes. Coincidence? I think not. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, Marvel is way too smart. They have too much tight of a rein on their content and their releases. They're that they like let that slide. No way. Uh, that's that's a good point. Uh, so if that if that picture is true, and I gotta tell you, I think it's true. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to let myself get my hopes too high because on the off chance that this has been the most impressive hoax of all time, I really don't want to be too sad if they don't show up. But I, I got a feeling they're showing up in this movie. If they don't show up, honestly, I'm going to be even more impressed at that point because oh, I they were be able floored. to swindle us. I will be floored if they don't show up. <laughs> like, also, the internet will crazy. explode. Twitter will crash. Oh, for sure. For sure. They're like, Twitter's going to crash regardless. If they show yes. up, then, like, the app is going to get destroyed. If they don't show up, everyone's going to get destroyed. Jack Harlow, or not Jack Harlow, but Jack from Twitter is just going to have, like, a field day with all of that. <laughs> um, so the the second picture that was leaked is even more interesting to me because I was really on the fence about this one. Did you see the second picture? Which one are you referring to? I saw a lot of pictures. The the dinner table picture. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, maybe I shouldn't Ooh. say it then. No, no, no <laughs> I want to know. No, 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 I want to know. I'm curious. Do you? Okay, have it, like, yeah. And you? dear listener, if you're here, you're already you're already in this. You you blew past our spoiler warning. Um, yeah. So so you may remember that a few weeks ago, Tom Holland, uh, gave a statement to someone where he said there was a really cool scene we shot where it's me, Aunt May, Happy, and someone else sitting around a table talking about what it really means to be a hero. And I got to tell you, that was incredible to film. And it was even cooler watching it later. Um, and everyone's like, well, it's Tobey Maguire, right? It's got to be Tobey Maguire. You were sitting around a table talking about what it means to be a hero with Tobey Maguire. Not according to this picture that was leaked, that was posted by John Campia at the same time as this other one. So it has all the same level of uh, credibility. Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock sitting I at that table. I see that because with of the Tom first Holland, trailer. Aunt May and Happy. Because of the first trailer, we see, we see the hint of it. Oh, interesting. Like, oh, are you talking about the forearms? Yes. I think the IMAX trailer confirms that that's not him. But okay. uh, um yeah, that was a big thing. Everyone was was super excited that those were Charlie Cox's forearms and then they put out the IMAX trailer that shows like a quarter inch higher on the screen and you can see oh that's not that's not Charlie Cox. But according to this uh according to this photo I mean he's going to be in it somewhere. We also know that Marvel is really good at editing things to make them seem like what they aren't. It's also true. Um, what if he's like a placeholder and he's not in this movie at all and they like put him in just in case a photo leaked? <laughs> uh, mm, I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be surprised. But at the same time, like they, if they're going to go all the way, they might as well go all the way. Mm -hmm. And he is in a lot of legal trouble. I don't have any trouble believing that that Daredevil could be in this movie. Now, I... I honestly kind of doubt that we'll see Daredevil in the suit. I don't think we'll see Daredevil in the suit. I think that's something for a later date, potentially Doctor Strange, potentially another Spider-Man movie because, or, you know, just introducing Daredevil to get his own MCU movie now. Man, if they give Charlie Cox more Daredevil stuff, I will be forever grateful. I adore I... Charlie Cox's Daredevil. 
I think that this is just a it's a long con. Marvel does their long cons. They always say they have like five, six years of content planned out. I yep. really this is a teaser for them introducing Daredevil. Yeah, and unlike the Fox properties, they've known since 2017, 2018 that they would have this opportunity now in 2021. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've they've known for a few years. They've had a few years to gear up for uh, yeah. Because ready. now they officially have the license, right? Yeah, like because you know I don't expect them to do Fox stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they throw some Fox stuff into Multiverse of Madness because they now have the ability to. But but I don't think they have like a surprise X Men movie that's going to come out in oh, two years sure. because. I- because yeah. they got they got the rights in mid to late 2019, I think it all got finalized. But with Daredevil, I think they've had years to prepare. Because if I remember correctly, the last season of Daredevil was either 2017 or 2018. And yeah, and, it was a, it was a while ago. And they were canceled formally, all of those Netflix shows. And there was a deal where it's like, if they don't use them for two years, the rights laps back to Marvel and the shows were canceled and Marvel was somehow preventing them from using it. So Marvel knew two years in advance exactly when they would have the rights to use the characters. And that date ran up like last year. So I wouldn't be surprised if they introduced Charlie Cox's daredevil and then drop a daredevil movie in the next two years. That would be insane. I could I see them hope doing that at the end, like at the end of 2022, like maybe like December 2022 or early 2023. I could see that happening, like b- before Guardians, at least. Before Thor, I can see that. Yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, also, I, I would not be surprised to just see him show up in a bunch of Disney Plus shows and just be a badass all the time. That would be cool. I could... uh well, I think they might steer away from the shows because they already had him in a Netflix show. I think they need That's him true. on the big screen now. And I really want him on the big screen. And he's a terrific actor. Oh, for sure. He he plays that character so well. Like I never finished the series, but like I loved his acting in it. Yeah, he's incredible. Um Yeah, now that I've now that I've burned through uh potential spoilers i got nothing <laughs> do you have anything else to say about the trailer i'm just so excited or oh spider-man God. in general <laughs> i'm just really really excited like it's just I, I i can't it's so great i am super thrilled i am currently loosely planning and i mean i doubt it'll work because scheduling doesn't tend to work although we will be in like winter times when people are getting some time off of work. Um, uh, so maybe I will be able to make this work, but I'm going to try to assemble my own Sinister Six on this show to talk in a, in a ridiculously chaotic six person episode uh, for this show after Spider-Man drops. Cause I, I'm hoping to invite uh, and, and if any of y'all are listening to this, let, let me know if you'd be free. Uh, I'm hoping to invite Andrew and Chris from True Believers, a comic book podcast, as well as Blue from Cape Corner. And then maybe I get Arjun back uh, from the from the origin of this show. And uh, mystery mystery fifth member, which would probably be you or depending on availability, someone else. I don't know who I'd be able to, <laughs> I don't know who I'd be able to get. I've got like I mean... a roster. Oh yeah, I, I know you yeah, are. Yeah. I know you are. Um, I've got a <laughs> roster of like seven or eight or nine people that I could ask, so that I'm so that if there's some uh, scheduling conflicts, I can hopefully get to six of them. Uh, that's the plan, and I very much hope that you will be in it. Oh, I uh, would love to. That'd be fantastic. That'll be such a chaotic episode because the most I've done a show with. I think I've only done with one person on this show. I've been on podcasts with three people, but this will be six people, and that will be psychotic. And I'm really it would excited. have to be like lightning round questions. Yeah, or it'll just have to be four hours long, and I'm honestly fine with that after <laughs> Spider-Man. 
<laughs> that would be fun. That would be a whole fun. <laughs> all right. That's all I've got. Did you have any uh, uh, closing thoughts? Um, just that everyone has their theories. Everyone has their expectations. I think the best way to walk into this movie is take literally everything with a grain of salt. We know Marvel is very good at deceiving. We know everyone has super high expectations, especially given all of the leaks, all of the theories. I think that no matter what happens, it's not going to be disappointing. Yeah, throw everything out of your brain when you walk into this movie. Expect nothing. Just Expect just the vibe. unexpected. Just vibe with it and see what happens. But it'll be good no matter what. These Again, these are all just theories. These are all just what we're throwing out there. We don't have any expectations, so let's just see what happens. Well put. Sim, where can the people find you? Um, y'all can find me on Twitter at Simply a Problem. Jordan always loves to tag me in any of these podcasts. I love sharing his stuff. I love being on this show. Y'all can find me at, on Twitter at Simply a Problem. Yeah, it'll be real easy to find her if you just if you just go to the tweet for this um for this episode. It it'll be it'll be on there. You can follow us at Fandom Optimists on Twitter, and I really hope that you will so that you can get some updates about the show and when new episodes are coming and occasionally little hints of what our next episode will be. Sometimes we do Twitter polls. It's nothing but good vibes about the world of fandom. If you want my more unfiltered thoughts, I am at Jordan Blue Man everywhere that has usernames. And yeah, tell a friend about the show. Follow us on whatever podcast app you may be listening to this on. We are on several of them. If you find a place we're not on, let us know, and we'll try to figure out how to get there. Yeah, with that, never apologize for loving your fandom, and try to stay optimistic, guys. I'll see you next week. With our review of the first two episodes of Hawkeye.